Hello and welcome to the Basic Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. I'm your host, Adam Caster. Here as always, my co-host at Birdsall. Mr. Birdsall, how are you? Adam, I have a uh I have a confession that I have to make to uh to to mm-hmm. the people. Um I am the first person to toot my own horn when I do very, very, very good things, and I'm a great person, and I make great decisions in my life. I'm also the first person to admit when I severely fucked up. And Adam, I knew it was your birthday yesterday, and I just fucking forgot to text you happy birthday. I am a moron. So, a belated happy birthday, sir. Well, your birthday was Saturday, but I only texted you yesterday. Actually, so. my birthday was Sunday. So wait, I got it right. Oh no, I texted you this morning. Oh, I completely yeah. fucked that up. But you know, you you know what I meant. Yes, you know what I meant. Thank you. I think I also almost forgot your birthday. So I'm actually going back into into the archives. Oh, so are are, are we even? We might be even. Oh, so if we're if we're even, then. If we're even, then y- yep, yep, you did. You texted me the 22nd. I did. All right, so we're even. We're even. We're even. I I, I was like, you know, Bird probably knows that I forgot that texted him late on his birthday also. So No, no, I actually did it. <laughs> Retribution. I actually did it. You, you could have kept that to yourself and we could have just swiftly moved on and I could have taken the blame as the bad guy. <laughs> hey, listen, it's even. Yep. Yep. We're even. We 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 are indeed even. Um my excuse is that um I was regaining my uh my my hearing after a concert that I attended on Saturday night and I did not wake up until very late on Sunday. Oh really? Who'd you go see? I went to see Theory of a Dead Man, Breaking Benjamin, and Disturbed at at the beach. Well, I've seen Breaking Benjamin at Jones Beach and it is it was great. They were awesome live. I think it was they, Breaking they, they Benjamin were. and Noel Gallagher and maybe AFI. I was I saw my cousin yesterday who I went to the concert with. So um, wait, it was, wait, wait, it was Breaking Benjamin, AFI, and Noel Gallagher? Yeah, I think That's so. That's kind of a sick lineup. I could be wrong. I've seen those three I've seen those three acts, artists, but I'm trying to I'm drawing a blank on if they were together or not. If they're in the same night, that's a sick lineup. Yeah, because I've also I've been to a couple concerts with with my cousin, the same cousin, because he's a huge uh, Smashing Pumpkins fan. Also, he's so got good taste. I've seen I've seen that a couple a couple of times. Also, Smashing Pumpkins is a great shout. That's a yeah. great 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 shout. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'm a I'm a very terrible friend, but so are you. So we're 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 even. Yes. <laughs> we'll be terrible together. Yep, we will be absolutely dreadful and awful together. Um. Anyway, so <laughs> let's talk about the big, the big stuff, the news, the breaking news that's happening. Yeah. Anything um, happened on this Monday? Um. Any, well, anything? Anything? You know, seismic happened today. It's not that special because nothing happened with the New York Rangers, and we all, and we all know that. If anything crazy happens with the New York Rangers, it has to be Monday. But 
That's true. Arsenal won tonight. That's all that matters. That's why I'm smiling. Um, and then we signed a big player also. Oh, six- Jeremy Doku? Yeah, for $65 million. Nah, he's mid. I miss Kevin so much. He's mid. All the time. I miss Kevin. Um, yeah, so the the news, the football news, is that the Jets and Giants have their logos on on midfield at MedLife Stadium. No, I'm kidding. You mean you mean at the cesspool? It's really not that bad. The place is a dump, Adam. I mean, I guess I was there like in the year that it opened, and I haven't been since. So the place is a dump. It's disgusting. What? It wasn't even named MetLife when I was there. It was still I'm, the new I'm, I'm, I'm going to prove my point with this. I'm going to put up an Instagram poll. You can follow me on Instagram, Eddie the Big Bird. Uh, you could follow me on Instagram. You could vote on the poll because I'm going to post this on my story on Instagram, this episode on my story with this poll, and you can all vote on it. So go ahead and do that. Is MetLife a dump? Yes or no? Is MetLife Stadium a dump? Yes or no? It's a very divisive poll. No, I don't think it is. I still think that the Jets need their own stadium. Where? I don't know. Probably Queens. Or I was Long say Island. Where. Yeah. On Long Island? Yeah. Where? 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 I don't know. Where? where? Literally anywhere. Where, where? Where is there room for a stadium on Long Island? That's true. They took up all the space for stadiums when they built UBS Arena at Belmont Park. I'm sorry. You're right. Yep. That that honestly, yes, that was the spot. Unless, unless you take the parking lot that's adjacent to like where the parking garages are, and you make that a stadium, but it would be fucking tiny. I don't, I, I, I no, I don't even think that would work. Well, that's why I was thinking like, oh, Nassau Coliseum wouldn't work because that's a tiny lot, also. Well, being they just got sold to uh, that that uh, that casino. Oh, that's good. That's going to be a casino now. Oh, that's so weird. Hey, thank God we're not an option anymore. Otherwise, oh, 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 oh. I mean, I was broke. <laughs> I was broke then. I'll be even more broke. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know where else they would put it. It would probably have to be. I mean, like NYCFC is getting a stadium in Queens. It's kind of crazy that they're getting their own stadium before the Jets do. But, well, but the Jets have a home. NYCFC yeah. really doesn't. Yeah, that's true. I'm sure Yankee Stadium, like the sight lines there, probably weren't great for soccer. Yeah, and, and if you're NYCFC, why the fuck would you want to be in the home of such a shitty, awful, terrible franchise like the New York Yankees? Wow, this is this is nice. I don't think I've ever. I, I'm happy that this is recorded because I don't think I'm ever going to hear you say that again. And Maybe I think every New York year. Yankees fan would absolutely agree with that with that statement that I just made. Coming from a New York Yankees fan myself. Yes. They um, are fucking awful. One and eight against the Boston Red Sox. That sucks. They're, 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 they're just they're special. They're special. But you know what? Like I, I this is normally when you'd see me just go flying off the cuff. Pretending like I give a shit. 
like the famous don't. Knicks rant of of twenty whatever. The, the Knicks, the, the Knicks just hold such a soft spot in my heart. I love the New York Knicks, and I always will love the New York Knicks. The Yankees, I always love too, but it's a different kind of love. Because I think I've seen the Yankees win, so it's like, all right, you know, I've I've seen them win, and and we've talked about my overall issue with with baseball, so we don't need to go into that again. Um, but it's just I'm just kind of like, eh. Now you see the Rangers in last place come December. Oh, oh, I'm going to be flying off the handle. Oh, that would be t- that would be awful. Uh, they would have to put effort to get in the last to be in last place in December with the teams in the fucking metro. True, true. It entirely impossible with Peter Laviolette at the helm. Absolutely not. But I don't even know. Well, but, well, well, you're, see, any, you're under like... a sports hiatus though, so you don't even. No, you... no, no, no. It's over. Oh, it's over. It's over. Arsenal's back. Oh, <laughs> yeah, Arsenal's back. <laughs> Arsenal's back, and I have my, my first heart attack in about, in about three months. Yep, sports, sports. We're back. Uh, sounds like soccer. We're back. Sounds just like soccer. Yep. Monday, Monday night. Everyone watching, and the refs decide to fuck us. Ugh. The more things change, the more they stay the same. But they tried. They really tried to take this one from us. But the mighty <laughs> Arsenal prevailed. Declan Rice, oh, you fucking beauty. You absolute fucking beauty. I, I love that guy. All right, can we talk about uh, the other kind of football? Whenever you're ready. Okay, I am I am currently ready. So You're the leader of this ship. I'm just, I'm just a passenger. Okay, so Jonathan Taylor. We'll start off with that. Jonathan Taylor has been given permission to seek a trade by the Indianapolis Colts. So, yeah, that's it. Um, I think the Colts said that they wanted a first-round pick for him. First-round pick or picks that equate to a first-round pick. Okay. I don't know okay, if they're going to get be multiple Multiple mid-round picks or, or something of the sort. If Well, judging by how running backs are valued in this current day and age of the NFL, I would be shocked if Jonathan Taylor gets a first-round pick, even though he's a good running back. We know that. He's coming off of a down year, and running backs are very interchangeable now in the NFL. So I'd be shocked if he gets a first, if they the Colts get a first-round pick, or even like a bulk return that equates to a first-round pick. I mean, the Panthers didn't get a first-round pick for McCaffrey. No. And Christian McCaffrey is like in a different tier to Jonathan Taylor. I believe they got what? It was a second, a third, a fourth, and a fifth. Something Uh, something along those lines. I believe I believe so. I'm I I'm 90% certain that's right. Second, third, fourth, fifth for McCaffrey. And if the if the Colts think they're gonna get a first round pick for Jonathan Taylor, they're not going to. Now Opening the door and and saying you know picks that equate to being a first that could be just about anything. Um, you were right. Yeah, it's, it, it's, actually, it's, so it was uh, a twenty twenty three second, third, and fourth, and then a twenty twenty four fifth. There you go. There it is. So I was right. Change that ninety to a hundred. Um, yeah, I mean this is uh, crazy. I, I I did not. I did not think that it would come to this. 
I really didn't. So now it's a matter of, okay, what's going to happen with Jonathan Taylor? What's going to happen with the Colts running backs? Where do we kind of go from here? And if you're evaluating the running back market in and of itself, and you look at the options that are out there, you just start there. You have Kareem Hunt and you have Leonard Fournette that are still out there on the market. Either one of them gets signed by the Indianapolis Colts. You're pretty much kind of talking about both of those guys potentially pushing RB3 status immediately, which is crazy. But yeah. And they, but they would also need for Jonathan Taylor to be dealt. So th- they would be RB3s immediately. But then if Jonathan Taylor does get dealt to wherever he may go, and we'll talk about that in a minute, they could probably push being high-end RB3s, maybe even in full-point PPR. Kareem Hunt could potentially be a low-end RB2 for the Indianapolis Colts, which is, which is crazy. But, well, you'd think that they would wait to deal Jonathan Taylor before signing one of those guys. A yes and no. It just depends on the demand for the veteran RB market as we get closer to the start to the start of the season. I mean, we're we're almost two weeks away from from the open from opening night. That's crazy. It's crazy. It's absolutely nuts. Two weeks, two weeks from now, Adam, we'll be doing a week one preview. Yeah. Well, Hallelujah. Two weeks from now, we'll be doing a draft, actually, because that'll be Labor Day, right? Yeah, it will be a draft. Yeah, it will be a draft. All right. Well, you get my fucking point. No, well. Mr. Mr. Fucking literal. It's, <laughs> I'm just saying, it's it's true, though, that this goes, uh, that, I mean, the week after that is going to be week one. So your point still stands. After we have our draft on Labor Day, which, by the way, we'll be broadcasting live here on the Basement Talk Podcast, Family Podcast. Um, season starts three days after that. Yeah. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, opening night. Which then leads to, of course, Saturday week one mailbag. Great program. Tune in for that. Great stuff. Fun, fun stuff. But Lo- Love the mailbag. Yes. So... Where let's move into kind of where do you think Jonathan Taylor is going to go in like, what are the ideal destinations? I mean, Miami is obviously I'm sure one that like, if not even from a rumor standpoint, but from a fit standpoint as they need a running back. I mean, they don't need a running back with uh, Devin a chain. Apparently escaping major injury as a result of uh, him being carted off the field this weekend. Uh, I was actually in the disturbed concert when I got that text about Devon a chain being carted off the field. And I almost cried, almost cried. I was just like, are you fucking kidding me? Granted, I don't have any shares yet. So I guess that's a, that's a good thing to kind of steer me away. But um, yeah, Miami, Miami is the number one fit. Miami just makes all the sense in the world. They do need a running back. It would probably require uh, the Colts wanting to take on one of their veteran running backs. So it probably would require Jeff Wilson or Raheem Mostert uh, going in the other direction, or maybe they could they cut outright by Miami. And maybe it's just a matter of the Colts wanting draft picks or something. I'm not, I'm not quite sure. Um, Miami is the one that just makes the most sense. Uh, Chicago as well. You know, if they, if they aren't 100% convinced by Khalil Herbert, which, by the way, 
they fucking should be because Khalil Herbert has looked great in, in, in the preseason. He's moved up in my ranks uh, pretty considerably. Khalil Herbert now just giving everyone a little something, something extra. Khalil Herbert now is my 80th player overall, so he's going at round nine. Um, I want to move him higher, but the problem is that, well, I'm not moving him up over the likes of Cook, Dalvin Cook, DeAndre Swift, David Montgomery. It's possible that I just move all these running backs up, and that will make Khalil Herbert move up. But let me just check the ADP for Khalil Herbert. He is going... In full point PPR, according to Fantasy Pros, he's going 96th overall right now. That is terrific. Please, please, please draft Khalil Herbert at that price. I'm like on my knees begging you all. Um, and then the other team that could make sense that Jake and I kind of talked that kind of talked about today were the Washington Commanders, because well. If they're serious about contending and they're serious about trying to really make a run at this uh, in the NFC East, and they have, they have the team to do it. They have the defense to do it. They have the skill players and offense to do it. It's just questions of the quarterback spot, much like the Atlanta Falcons. It's like copy paste between the Falcons and and, and the Commanders or whatever the hell their team is going to be now that they're owned by somebody else. Um, they get that star running back in there, and they would be exactly like the Atlanta Falcons. The only difference being. The Falcons are in the NFC South, which is very winnable, and the Commanders are in the NFC East, which is a gauntlet. So, yeah, I mean, I would be shocked if they, if the Commanders finish anywhere outside of fourth place, because the three teams above them are just so good. Yeah, but what does what does fourth place mean? Does, is, does fourth place does fourth place mean you get into you get you get into one of the three wildcard spots? Because it could. I mean, yeah, but you have to assume that everybody else in the rest of the NFC is terrible. And to have four teams make the playoffs in a division, which I don't think has ever happened. No, no. no. Granted, the the current system has only been in place for like two years or three years. Yeah, exactly. Um, but still, I, it's just so ridiculous. I mean, obviously, you've had we've had situations where um, I think was it last year, or maybe it was two years ago, where or maybe it was twenty twenty, where it was three teams. No, no, I don't know what I'm thinking about, but it was the the AFC North, where it was like when it was two wild cards, they had three teams make the playoffs or something along those lines. It was right. like oh, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, and Cincinnati, potentially, or something like that. Whatever. This totally. You know, drifting off to the main point of this conversation, which is the the, the commanders do need a running back, um, or could use another running back because I don't know if they think that Brian Robinson's the guy. Well, I think we've seen what Ron Rivera's had in the past. He's had a he's had an out and out bell cow running back that he's could he could go and rely on with Chris McCaffrey during his time in in, in Washington. If that is the way that they're going to go, you know, what does that mean for? Antonio Gibson could Brian Robinson be a part of a trade and he goes to Indianapolis and then what happens for him I still think the best landing spot for him is Miami I think I just that just makes all the sense in the world especially we you know with Miami really wanting to be you know at least they say that they want to be very very cautious with Tua and everything of the sort 
how do you take that responsibility off of Tua and limit how much he's dropping back? You bring in a fucking superstar running back that can help him do it. There's a reason why they were linked to Saquon Barkley early in the offseason. And there's and a reason Dalvin why Cook. they were linked with Dalvin Cook throughout the offseason. They want to get a guy in there that's not named Jeff Wilson or Raheem Mostert that is capable enough to be a 20-25 touch guy. And that's what Jonathan Taylor is. And if if Mike McDaniel really wants to take that Miami Dolphins offense to the next level, I think Jonathan Taylor would be the asset to do it. And that just makes the, the AFC East. Oh, between the Bills, Dolphins, and my team, the New York Jets. Oh, that would be a dogfight. I don't even count the Patriots. Like, that would just be, no, 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 no. They would just be bad. Have a have a seat at the kids' table. Let let the adults handle their business. Yep, because fuck them. But I, <laughs> I I can't say that. Even though I'm a proud and loyal New York Jets supporter, um, I I cannot say you know that about the New England Patriots because I do love Bill a whole lot. Nah, fuck them. <laughs> but I am a New York Jets supporter. J E T S. Jets. 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 I like it. You know, you're not going all the way, but. It's still good. It's better than what you said before. Listen, listen. Said Garrett, before. Garrett Wilson, Garrett Wilson, incredible guy. Aaron Rodgers has won me multiple championships. I'm I'm a New York Jets supporter. Jerry right. Ruckert, Jerry Ruckert, Long Island kid, love him. Play play golf behind him. Great guy. <laughs> sauce. Who doesn't love a nice Sunday sauce? Come on now. I agree. Go Bearcats. Go fucking Bearcats. Nice little nice little sauce. You got to stir the gravy. Mm. I am so hungry. Thank you, Bird. Uh, yeah, you're welcome. I am too. Um, I'm famished. Uh, but yeah, the best, in short, the best place for Jonathan Taylor is the Miami Dolphins. Close second, I would say it's the Commanders over the Bears. Because I just worry that if he goes to Chicago, that you're adding... Too many chefs in in the kitchen between Justin Fields, what he could do with his legs, uh, Jonathan Taylor in the backfield is going to require a ton of work. I just kind of worry that that whole thing gets a little bit clouded when you have two superstar, well, one superstar guy and then one potential hopeful superstar guy for from a fantasy perspective in Justin Fields. Yeah, absolutely. Um, next, before we go into the mock draft, the final mock draft of the year, uh, is Stefan Diggs. So, Bird, this is all you, because I was not made aware of this until you told me. Yeah, so there was uh, a report today that came out courtesy of uh, one television personality whose name I will not say on this podcast because I would not ever give him uh, more clout and airtime than he yeah, than he gets already. Um, but he had said on his television program that the Bills and Stefan Diggs could be headed for a divorce and that there are three teams that Stefan Diggs has at least mentioned that he would have interest in accepting a trade to the Chicago Bears, the San Francisco 49ers, and the Dallas Cowboys. From what I am told, from what I am told, there is nothing of the sort that is going on and that this report is completely bogus was confirmed as much from the man himself 
Stefan Diggs, who said in a press conference today and went on Twitter and said that there is nothing of the sort. I've been saying this all offseason. I think everything that involves the Bills and Stefan Diggs is a very fixable situation. And at this point in time, one source told me that they would be, quote, very surprised if anything were to happen um, with this Diggs situation, other than Stefan Diggs playing for the Buffalo Bills in 2023. Uh, continue to draft Stefan Diggs as you will, unless, of course, something does seriously change. But again, from what I'm told, there's nothing on that front. But I could at least be hopeful that Stefan Diggs does want to push and play for the Dallas Cowboys because that would be fucking awesome. Well, you know, can you imagine? <laughs> imagine. <laughs> no, not not about that. No. Imagine, if you will, a wide receiver tandem of Stefan Diggs and your boy Garrett Wilson. No. <laughs> no. With what draft capital would the Jets trade for him? I don't know. But still. You could dream. You could dream. You could dream like I can. It's a free be, country. You are allowed to do so that. So sick. So awesome. You you can do that. Now the 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 one that really got me was and I was this close to responding it today, to responding to it today, but I look I read it over again. Like, this sounds really snarky, so I'm not going to hit this. Jake posted on Twitter that a deal that he would do for the New York Jets in his own little New York Jets-centric brain was Corey Davis is a second-round pick for Mike Evans. And my reply was, (laughs) was word, word for word, I understand why you would do this, but why would the Buccaneers do this? I I wish I sent it. I wish I did. Yeah, well, five thousand likes. <laughs> you didn't. Uh, my camera's not on for this podcast because I don't. I can't find my webcam. But when you said that, I literally raised my eyebrows. I was like, Corey Davis in a second round pick. Why? 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 Listen, I love Corey Davis. Great guy, friend of mine. But why? Corey Davis, who I, who I just why would the Tampa Bay Buccaneers do that? Corey Davis, who I just remembered, is on is still on the Jets somehow. He, yes, he is. He is still on the New York Jets. Why? Corey Davis. Oh, the second round pick, really? No. This is the kind of trade that if you did it in Madden, the opposing GM would be like, "What the fuck? Who the fuck do you think I am?" Yeah. Why would I? Why would I trade? For, like, listen. Mike Evans just turned 30. I get that. But who cares? It's still Mike Evans. Yes. And in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers' mind, they are in contention. Okay, that's that's a bit much. They are. Contention Same for what? The Houston Texans. The They're first still in contention. For the first overall pick? Their record is 0-0. Okay. The record is 0-0. We haven't played a game yet. Now, when they go to 0-4, and and you want to talk about maybe a deadline sort of deal, maybe you have a conversation about that. You call me Mr. Literal. It's true. I know. It's true. That is is the definition of a clouded, super excited, hyped up, delusional Jets fan. Well, Adam, I think I'm, I think I'm turning heel again. 
I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm a tweener right now. Oh. I, I was, I was uber babyface with the New York Jets community. Now I think I'm like going back and turning heel. Well, like, I feel like that's is, is still a dumb trade. It's a very dumb trade. It's a very dumb trade. E- extraordinarily dumb. I, I, I mean, Mike Evans will also be a great, a better, more reasonably priced option for the Jets. In fairness, a second round pick for Mike Evans, who I believe is on the last year of his contract, if I'm not mistaken, probably isn't the worst thing in the world if the Bucks were to get it. And I don't want to talk about this too much. We have to get to this mock draft. But why would why would they do that? Yeah, that Evans is going to any inclination and he wants to go anywhere. Well, also, I mean, if NFL teams actually did trades at the deadline um, consistently and not just last year, true, then this would be like if we're talking about, let's say, the Rangers and the Lightning were making a trade like this for the upteenth time. For the yeah, let's not ever make trades with the Lightning ever again. Agreed. Um, but if they if they're making this trade. And let's say Mike Evans is is a player on an expiring contract, then this is like prime deadline trade candidate because expiring contracts are traded in hockey all the time. Yeah, but in football, I don't know if Mike Evans is would get traded at the deadline. And maybe the, if you're the Jets, you're like just wait for him to sign in free agency, and you don't have uh, to pay. Full disclosure, Mike Evans would be a borderline top 24 receiver for me in full point PPR if he were traded to the New York Jets. Just saying. Yeah. Well, he'd have a great quarterback. Uh, yes. Yes. As opposed to... Borderline top 24. As opposed to Kyle Trask or Baker I Mayfield. Think ba- I think it's going to be Baker, but Kyle Trask didn't look that bad. He looked all right. Granted, anyway. it is still Kyle Trask and it is still Baker Mayfield, but Kyle Trask looked okay. Yeah. Well, let's get into this mock draft now. So we are drafting from the tenth spot. This oh, is yeah. this is done. <laughs> it's in full point PPR snake draft. One quarterback, two running backs, three receivers, one tight end. One flex, one defense, one kicker, and seven bench spots. As Last usual. time Adam will ever have to read out the roster positions. <laughs> Just smiling ear to ear. For another year or for another like couple of months. Yeah. Until we do our yeah. like mid-February mock. Exactly. All right. Here we go. All righty. Interesting. So we have Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Christian McCaffrey, Austin Eckler, Stefan Diggs, Cooper Cup, Terry Kill, AJ Brown, and Travis Kelsey. That's your first round. And we're up. That sucks. That sucks. I really wanted to take Kelsey. That's uh that's really unfortunate. Um all right, so we get back bound back to back picks, which is kind of nice because I think this this will move pretty quick because we can we can discuss these picks um at once. So Adam, here here's what I'm thinking. There's two avenues that we could do here. One, well, there's three, technically. One, go double running back. Two, go double receiver, which, as you know, I love. Right. Or number three, go running back, receiver. For me, Hmm. 
right now as we're talking on what the hell's today? August 21st in the year of our Lord, 2023. In full point PPR, Adam, there might be no safer pick in the first round right now than Tony Pollard of the Dallas Cowboys. Outside of outside of you know your your main elite guys, Jefferson, Chase, Eckler, McCaffrey. There might be no safer home run, you know what you're getting picked right now than Tony Pollard. You know what's now that wild. we know Ezekiel Elliott is gone. Yes. We know that is not happening. Well, you know what's wild is that Bijan Robinson and Tony Pollard are both available. They are. They are. And I moved, I did move Bijan down in my ranks over the last couple of days. He's now my eighth overall player. So, but the thing is, Saquon Barkley is also here. Yes. If we're going and if we're going and we're doing this according to my ranks, the picks we should be making here are Bijan and Barkley. But I think Pollard is safer than both of them. I think the ceiling is just as great with Pollard as it is with Barkley. And like it is with Bijan. So would you go Saquon Barkley and Tony Pollard or say, or Tony Pollard and Bijan Robinson? I personally, you know, what I would do yes. is I, if, if this were me, I would go Pollard and Amon Ra. Because I wouldn't want to have both Cowboys, even though I do love CD Lamb a lot. I would go Pollard and Amon Ra, but... I won't – I'm not going to fight too hard over Amon-Ra. I will fight tooth and nail for Pollard, though, because I have a I have a draft that I'm doing in a couple of days where I'm the eighth pick, and the guy that I'm taking at eight is Tony Pollard. Yeah, and honestly, the way that this first round went, I think we're in a good spot with running backs right now. How about this one? Maybe, maybe one that I, I didn't – uh, mention either. I didn't even see it, see his name here. What about Nick Chubb? Nick Chubb and Pollard or Nick Chubb and... Nick Chubb and Pollard. Yeah. I have Bijan and Barkley ranked higher than, than uh, Chubb. But right now, I have Pollard and Chubb back-to-back in my ranks. Like that that is that is how crazy I am for Pollard right now. I think it's I'd a, have... it, it, it's a borderline obsession. Yeah. Well, you know, you love your guys. And Pollard might be the biggest my guy of them all. Yeah. So let's go with Pollard and mm, Barkley. Okay. I'm good with that. I just want to see something. Whole I thought I was high on Pollard. Oh, no. Holy hell. He's the ECR in full, in full point PPR. He's the ECR RB5. Oh. Wow. Woof. I mean, I thought it was high moving him up. That's uh, That's something. 
and you know what? It's it's it it is so hard to disagree with that. It really it, it it is. just is based on last year. It really is, and based on the now, who's there? Yeah. No, it's true. Nobody, well, nobody is there. Nobody is there. All right, I, I move Pollard. Pollard, Pollard's my RB five now. I I I cave to the peer pressure. All right, so we're gonna draft Tony Pollard because I'm a homer, and we said we were gonna draft Barkley. Yes. Okay. That sounds good to me. All righty. Let's see. Ow. Woo. Okay. All right. We got something to talk about here. All right. So at the 2 2, it was CD Lamb. Then it was B. John Robinson. Then it was Amon Ross St. Brown, Devontae Adams, Garrett Wilson, Ramondre Stevenson, Nick Chubb, Jalen Waddell, Derek Henry. Ramondre Stevenson over Nick Chubb. Yeah, and no, I wouldn't do and that. Derrick Henry. Nope, I wouldn't do that. I mean, I don't know. That's nope. no, I do know. Not, That's bad. <laughs> not after not after Zeke is there. No, 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 no. No. Hell no. Hell uh, hell to the no. Round three is uh Devonta Smith, Josh Jacobs, Chris Olave, Joe Mag or Joe Mixon, uh T. Higgins. Jameer Gibbs, Keenan Allen, Mark Andrews, and Jonathan Taylor at the 3-9. Jonathan Taylor, 29th overall. I mean, that's nuts. I I, I love it. <laughs> I, I love it. Yeah, that's kind of... The kinda... further you can get him, the better. That's kind of crazy. The further you can get him in your drafts, the better. You know, this Plain and kinda, simple. This kind of works out for us a little bit, just because there are some, there are still some okay receivers here, and if we, I mean, we can wait for a quarterback also. So, no, nah, this is isn't the spot where I would go quarterback after going, uh, the double running back. We need to get we need to get receivers here. So D, DK for me is definitely one of them. Absolutely. And then All right, so we can make that pick. That's easy. Calvin Ridley, probably not. Amari Fuck Cooper. No. An under underdog ADP, uh Calvin Ridley's going in the second round right now. That's mental. That is so rich. No, thank you. Don't do that to yourself. Um I mean, at this spot, it seems like Amari Cooper is probably the most reasonable. Yeah, it's just making me really. It's it's it, honestly, this is making me go back, and I'm looking at it. And I'm saying to myself, we should we should have gone receiver, probably with one of those uh, picks. Um, let me just see who the highest is in my ranks. I think it's, I think it is Cooper. Yeah, it is Cooper. It is. We don't have we don't have to go uh, receiver though. We could go, we could go running back. We could go with uh, with Najee. Oh, so we have some breaking news here. Okay. So the Eagles running back that is expected to play the most out of Kenny Gainwell, DeAndre Swift, and Rashad Penny is Kenny Gainwell. What? What? Mm-hmm. Oh. And guess who has him in a dynasty league? 
That's crazy. Give me your giraffe picks. Uh, all right, so we got we got to make we got to make a pick here. Uh, da, 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 da. I'm just trying to see, you know, who the hell is here. Well, you're only uh, looking at receivers, so yeah, we don't want to double dip on the week five bye. Um, let's see who the, who the next best is for me. It would be Lockett, but we have Metcalf, so we're not doing that. The next best would be Christian Watson. But that's we can wait for that. You know what? I, I think we just go Cooper and we figure out the buy thing later. Okay. Done. Because Metcalf and Cooper aren't bad. I mean it's one week, so like and it's an early buy, also. Right. Right. All right. So then it was Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen. Jalen Hurts, Travis Etienne, TJ Hawkinson, Calvin Ridley, Najee Harris, Tara McLaurin, and DeAndre Hopkins. Hold on. Can you scroll up? Did I say when did I say Mark Andrews? He was drafted, right? Yeah, Mark Andrews drafted in the third in the third round. Okay. I almost saw I was like, what the hell? No, I'm just looking at Najee Harris here at the 4-8. That's that's kind of excellent. Like I'm not the biggest Najee Harris guy. I don't really understand the 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 love fest that's going on right now with with with, with Jalen Warren. Even though I do, but I think the price is just getting really really crazy with with Jalen Warren. I'm kind of liking the Najee Harris in the fourth round. Like I think it's great. Yeah. Third round, third round, you cannot convince me. But round four, yes. As a volume running back, you know is going to get sizable enough touches at least early on. I mean, do you know that <laughs> early on? Yeah, yeah. He'll get he'll get a month. He'll get a month, and then if if he is still meh, then then we got a problem. Yeah. So like, but, why in the fourth round you're drafting a guy that's like, oh, he'll be good for me in a for a month. Maybe no. We're not saying he's only going to be good for a month. He, he he's going to get the consistent run for a month. Yeah. So but the ups the upside is ten plus touchdowns because it's Najee Harris and he's in a growing offense where there's breakout potential all over the place. Okay. I mean, I see it a little bit. Where where would you take Najee Harris then and be comfortable? Probably the round after. You would take him in round five. Yeah. You would never get him in round five. Ned, never. Okay. Because for me, he So then is... I won't. <laughs> Let me just look at my ranks, see where I have him. I have Najee at 31st. Okay. I like it. I like it a lot. Now, will I have a lot of Najee Harris? No, I won't. But at that spot, you tell me I can get him in the middle of round four. Just I got I got to check the ADP now because now I'm like I'm I'm flustered by this one. Uh, PPR. Yeah, the twenty eighth overall. Yeah, you that's you get him in the fourth round. Congratulations, that's great work. That's that's really 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 great work. 
All right, round five. Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, Debo Samuel, Jerry Judy, Aaron Jones, James Conner, J.K. Dobbins, Marquise Hollywood Brown. Hollywood. And then Chris Goblin. And then our team right now, for those keeping score at home, Tony Pollard, Saquon Barkley, D.K. Metcalf, and Amari Cooper. Um, We're up here. You want to go receiver again? Um. Yeah, I kind of think we have to just fill that out. And the number one receiver on my board would be, if I can just pull that up, it would be Christian Watson over over DJ Moore. I am not opposed, though, to DJ Moore. I think he, just watching the Bears a little bit during the preseason, the little that I have, uh, DJ Moore has looked, has looked good. I'm fine with either. So if you want to take Watson or more, I don't. We'll take we'll yeah. take more. I feel like we've taken a lot of Watson. So we'll okay. just take more. We'll take more. And then, ooh, ooh, wait a minute. Hmm. Oh. The brain is thinking here. I think I know what you're stack? thinking. Yes. Okay. Done. I'll get I'll give you this one for you. It's the last mock draft of the year. And we got a stack. Oh, I know who I want to take. This is our first I think stack. you know who I want to take too. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, so many, so many guys that you like. Um, yeah, okay, a lot of guys here that I like. Holy shit! All right. Okay, uh, round six, six oh two. Miles Sanders, Brees Hall, Christian the fall Watson, from Grace or Brees Hall. Jesus uh, Christ! I know that's sad. And, and again, like, this is this is a great spot for him. Like I, I don't, I don't mind it. Like let me let me just look. At the ADP for Hall right now, I moved him to 42 in the Utapa. He is in full point PPR. He's 40th. So it's still, it's still, it's still very good. Um, in my overalls, I, I, I said at 42. I so think said I'm, 40th. The ADP is 40. I have okay. him at 42. Gotcha. So a great spot, great spot for Breesville. I'm not opposed, but he's just going to require a lot of patience and a great, great buy low candidate, by the way. I think so too. Um, so after Brees Hall is Christian Watson, then Michael Pittman, Kenneth Walker, Drake London, Deontay Johnson, Tyler Lockett, and Alexander Madison. That's your round six. Madison Madison's in the sixth round is, is, is really good. Again, I don't, I'm still struggling with the uh, with the hatred for Alexander Madison because if it, if it were Dalvin Cook, we'd already be we'd be talking about Alexander Madison as the as the greatest uh, as the greatest things in sliced bread. I agree. Uh, round seven: Cam Akers, Darren Waller, Justin Herbert, Dallas Goddard, Isaiah Pacheco, Kyle Pitts, Damian Pierce, Alvin Kamara, and then Brandon Ayuk, our old friend. Sixty sixth overall for Kyle Pitts is awesome. That's awesome. Like, give, give me that all day long. So we have uh, some options here. We do. As far as guys that we could pick. We could. Well, one of the one of the guys that I would definitely want to take is Rashad White because we need a running back. And just okay. looking at this board, there's not a running back within. Oh, I'm on wide receiver. That's why. Um, even then, 
there's not a receiver uh, running back here within 15 miles of anybody. That's as interesting as Rashad White is. I agree. All right, so we'll lock that in. We'll take Rashad White for one. And then what do we do here? We still need a tight end, but there's not a tight end really in uh, George Kittle is here, but like, eh, whatever. It's George Kittle. Who cares? Um, I mean, Adam, you know who I like. Yes, Christian Kirk or, well, Jahan Dotson. He's good. Uh, do I like Kirk? I like Kirk over Dotson, I believe. I'm pretty 99% confident in that. Yes. Yep. Yeah, quite comfortable. And I know that you like Mike Evans, but Mike Evans, it's a bi-week, bi-week thing. Bi-week I like Kirk comfortably over every other receiver on this board. Okay. So we could take Christian Kirk then. Done. It's a value pick. Look at that. Thank you. Thank you. That, that's just, it's an incredible, it's an incredible pick. It's an incredible pick by two incredible people. Uh, Christian Kirk, great guy. Love, love you. Love you, baby. Uh, 8-2 is Mike Williams. Then it was Zay Flowers, Mike Evans, Trevor Lawrence, Daniel Jones, Dak Prescott, Javante Williams, David Montgomery, and James Cook. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I was just fixing over Zay Flowers in the eighth round. Did I just did I say something wrong? No, you didn't say anything wrong. Daniel Jones over Dak? Are we out of our fucking minds? <laughs> well, he was he was good for fantasy last year. I and repeat just, what I said. Okay, I understand. Are we out of our fucking minds? It's pretty crazy. I agree with you, but Hold I'm on. just trying to play devil's advocate on this one. Oh, I understand. You and you're doing a, ter- a terrific job at it. Um, all right. Dak is 84th in the ADP. Daniel Jones is 105th. All right. So then the, then the mock draft simulator is smoking crack. All right. It's not a result <laughs> of the ADP. Thank heavenly father. Oh, man. Okay. Um, round nine. Please scroll down. Oh. Michael Thomas. Move on. To kick off round nine. Um, then it was Antonio Gibson, Jahan Dotson, Juju Smith-Schuster, DeAndre Swift, Khalil Herbert, Jordan Addison, Dalvin Cook, and A.J. Dillon. You like Dalvin Cook there in the ninth round? I like it. I like it. He, he's, a, he's a great guy to, to buy in the mid-rounds, and then you look to flip. I like it. I uh, like just about every pick in this in this round, honestly, except for Michael Thomas. Let's let's make that very clear. Yeah, absolutely. My, no, never Michael Thomas. Never. So we do need a tight end. George Kittle is still here. Uh, yeah, that, in in the ninth round. Yeah, I'll take it. Yep, that's fine. Yeah, it's a steal. What what a shock. Yes, it's a. It's steal. not like we've done nine of these. Yeah, we are very experienced. We we are very experienced uh, mock drafters at this point. Um, we need a running back, but there's not a lot of running backs here that are really like worth worth anything to me. So I guess it's going receiver. And if you ask me who like the most exciting receiver here would be, it's either Pickens or Njigba. And I am ninety nine percent certain I have Pickens higher than Njigba. I oh wow I have been Jigba higher than Pickens. No way I like George Pickens by one. 
by one. I what? I like George Pickens over JSN. That's fine. That's fine. I'm okay with that. And it's a value pick. Great job. That's Adam. a value pick. You got a value pick. That's that's outstanding work. That's a bird buck for me. That, that might be a bird buck for you. Or some caster cash. Oh, I like that. Thank you. Thanks. Some See, I'm always cash. I'm always thinking. Always thinking. Always <laughs> ABT. Always be thinking. That's me. Yep. Um round 10. Brian Robinson Jr. uh at the 10 2. Then it was Quinn Johnston. Then it was JSN, Traylon Burks, Kadarius Tony, Sky Moore, Nico Collins, Smaji P. Ryan, and Gabe Davis to finish out round 10. Uh Nico Collins, Nico Collins in, in the 10th round is great as a guy who probably is going to be the odds on favorite to lead the Texans and targets at the wide receiver position. Yeah. I I, I dig that because te- if the Texans are going to suck. They're going to be throwing the ball a lot. Yep. So Nico Collins makes a ton of sense there. Um, and then round 11, uh, a former Houston Texan, uh, Brandon Cooks. Like so that a lot, too. I like that a lot. The 11-01. Then it was uh, Zachary Charbonnet and Dal- Dalton Schultz, Raheem Mostert, Devin Singletary, Kenny Gainwell, Elijah, give me, give me something. And give me, give me, give me your man after midnight. Won't somebody help me chase the shadows away? Adam, you know what's the song? I do not. It's Abba. Oh, of course. What I should just keep. I should just guess Abba every time you, you should. Abba. You should. And odds are, I would be correct. Uh, after that pick, it was Rashad Bateman and then Cortland Sutton, and we are up. All right, 11. so we're up here. The eleven ten. Okay. I'm uh, kind of. I'm kind of thinking double running back is the move. Because we have three running backs and we have five receivers. All right. So who do you like at running back here? It's a fabulous question, honestly. I um, mean, Jamal Williams, I guess, would be one. Jamal, I believe, would be one. I believe I have him higher than McKinnon, A. Chain, Harris. Wow. So- so I have it. Williams, McKinnon, Harris. <laughs> back <laughs> to back to back. That is funny. All right. So then we then I think we know it's it'll be Williams and McKinnon. Let's do it. All right. So we'll get our Williams in and we'll get our McKinnon in. All right, let's see here. All right. The round 1202, Adam Thielen, Devin A. Chain, Romeo Dobbs, Jacoby Myers, Geno Smith, David Njoku, Evan Ingram, Pat Fryermuth, and DJ Chark. Hooked on a feeling. Do, 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 do. I, I, really want, I really wanted to like go like super up, but my voice is still recovering from, from disturbed. So I don't know if I have that really in me without uh without letting out a squeal. That's probably for the best. It's bad podcasting. For who? For who? I prefer not to answer that question. The people want to hear my my beautiful golden pipes. Well, not when you're when it's cracking. Adam, I'm a man of the people. They want to hear me. Okay. Round man, 13. Man of the people. 
radio professional. <laughs> Big time cursor. That's true. Uh, round 13. Tyler Boyd, Zay Jones, Alan Lazard, Rondell Moore, Lizard. Donald Mooney, Greg Dolchich, Donovan Peoples-Jones, James Williams, and Rashad Penny. And we are if up. I could just be if I could be very quickly about something. Yes. Um Jameson Williams is now hurt. He is now suspended for six weeks as well. I no. No. No, 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 no. I am out on the Jameson Williams business. Nope. Sorry, not happening. Nope. Uh-uh. I don't give a rat's ass that it's gonna be cheap. <laughs> I don't care. Hurt and hurt and suspended. Not good. With no proven NFL production. Correct. Normally, these are the kind of players that I would love, and these are the kind of players that Adam would hate, and I would attack him for hating these players. This is the one time that I would say, you know what? Adam's instincts are correct. This is a dude I want absolutely nothing to do with. I agree. I mean, 13 is too, I think it's too high to pick Jameson Williams at this point. I think it's, I think it's fine, but... 13th round, I mean. I think it's fine, but I don't want to. I, I just don't really want to. Yeah, me neither. Uh, who do we want to pick here? We have... Uh, you know what? Call me absolutely insane. Zeke. Oh. It's starting. The touchdown upside, man. Zeke or Jalen Ward would be the would be the two that I would go for. It is funny that we're we well, I passed on Najee Harris and now we're gonna pick Jalen Warren. Um we could go with Jalen Warren. Okay. So we'll go with Jalen Warren. And then I would be cool with going with Watson here. Watson or Higby? I think we should go with Higby. Okay. Wait, who did we do we we didn't pick a court? Did we pick a quarterback? Yeah, we did. We picked Justin Fields. Oh, that's right. We got the stack. Yeah, we just read right. out the team. Let me just read out the team. I've done that in a while. Justin Fields, Tony Pollard, Saquon Barkley, DK Metcalf, Amari Cooper, DJ Moore, George Kittle, Rashad White, Christian Kirk, George Pickens, Jamal Williams, Derek McKinnon, Jalen Warren. And then we're going to select Mr. Higby. Former love of Birdsall, Tyler Higby. Former flame, one would say. Listen, I do love me some Mr. Higby. That is, uh, that's a special athlete. Some would even, some would even say he's a specimen. I would not say that because it's weird when you say it like that. I love it. Specimen. It's weird. He's a specimen. Just say that he like looks good or something. He's a specimen. Okay. So after we picked Tyler Higby, it was Damian Harris, Gus Edwards, Dalton Kincaid, Deshaun Watson, Deonta Foreman, Bird. Oh, you want me to talk now? Okay. In the 14th round, selected seventh overall in the round. I'm sorry, I didn't quite I didn't quite catch that. In the 14th round, selected seventh overall in the round. 
the mayor, the best man win, selects to attack Labiliola, QB Alabama. Thank you. I appreciate that. And then it was Kirk Cousins, Jeff Wilson Jr., and Chigazim Okonkwo. Shake, 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 baby. In the round, in round fifteen, Elijah Mitchell, Anthony Richardson, Tyler oh, Algier. Never get Anthony Richardson in round fifteen. <laughs> never, <laughs> never, not never, now, ever, ever. Uh, then it was Tyler Algier, Ezekiel Elliott, Mike Gesicki. Uh, oh, Mike Gesicki in the. Mike is sticky. What happened to you? Uh, Chuba Hubbard, uh, Roshan Johnson, Aaron Rodgers, and Bryce Young. All right, so we'll just take we'll take uh, we'll take the handcuff. We'll go with Matt Breida because Fantasy Pros likes handcuffs. And uh, what defense would you like, Adam? Or would you like to take, would you like to take Justin Tucker? I prefer taking defense first. That's just a yeah, but like we never take we never take Justin Tucker. We took Justin Tucker before. Okay, fine. Justin Tucker for taking defense first is just a kink of mine. Okay, what's okay? No, 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 no. Nope, I just, nope, nope, I'm nope. not even. I'm literally just like I'm going right past this. Nope. There was something. Not... There was something that I was going to come out of my mouth. I'm just going to take the 49ers defense, and we are just going to move on from the subject. Thank you very much. You're quite welcome. This is me. Uh, this is me just, you know, showing some, showing some restraint. Oh, okay. For once doesn't happen very often. Yeah. Uh, then this, this is always fun. So it was the Dallas Cowboys defense, the Eagles, the Jets, the Bills. And that was Justin Tucker. Then it was the Giants defense. Then it was Tyler Bass. Then it was the Ravens defense. Then it was Daniel Carlson. Then round 17, it was the Patriots defense. Then it was Evan McPherson, the Broncos defense, Young Waku. No, young Trish. Uh, it was Chiefs defense. And then a whole run on kickers with Harrison Bucker, Jake Elliott, Jason Sanders, and Brandon McManus. Uh, and then we'll go with Jason, Jason Myers. Myers. Jets Perfect. We got a B in this draft. Adam, how do you feel about the team? Let's see if you hate it. So um, I'll read I, it out first. Read it out in fall. Okay. Justin Fields, Tony Pollard, Saquon Barkley, DK Metcalf, Amari Cooper, DJ Moore, George Kittle, Rashad White, Niners D, Jason Myers, Christian Kirk, George Pickens, Jamal Williams, Jarek McKinnon, Jalen Warren, Tyler Higby, and Matt Breida. Adam, what do you think? And I'll go take a look and see if I like it or hate it. I think that outside of Christian Kirk, George Pickens, and maybe even Jamal Williams, the bench is super thin on the team. And... I do think that I don't know. You didn't say anything about it. No, I didn't say anything about it. Um. Yeah, I just think that we could have um, definitely gotten a receiver or gotten receiver earlier. I feel like doing going second running back or double running back was not a was not the best um, idea in hindsight. So. And I yes. think that you would agree on that as well. Yeah, I would. I, I would agree that uh, the second running back at the turn was not the right idea. Diversifying going RB receiver was the way to go. Um, and then I would also say, honestly, I, I kind of think that Justin Fields in the sixth round and going for that stack, I don't think that was the greatest idea either, if I'm being if I'm being completely honest. And just looking at 
uh, the kind of player that we that we passed up in the round. Maybe Christian Watson would have been a better fit for our team. Kenneth Walker maybe could have been a better fit for the team. Um, you know, just a skilled position player, I think maybe would have been the way to go overtaking a Justin Fields. And then later on, maybe then looking at a Dak, looking at a Deshaun Watson, looking at a Daniel Jones to be the starting quarterback, I think would have been the be- would have been the better way to go. Yeah, and I think that that's a good lesson about not reaching for your stack. Like if you want to get a stack, just like if it you should it should be like happenstance, like, oh, this is cool. I have an opportunity and not like a reasonable opportunity, not like I want to get, you know, Aaron Rodgers and Garrett Wilson, let's say, or Justin Herbert and Keenan Allen um, and just kind of force it or Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. Um, and, you know, kind of tank the rest of your team or poke a hole in the rest of your team just to overdraft um, a quarterback or a receiver just to get a stack. Agreed. And, and it just shows that it just shows the value of, of, you know, having those skill position players and not having to reach for a quarterback maybe when you don't have to. Yeah, I mean, Kirk, like, it's crazy that Kirk Cousins still goes in the 14th round. It's, it's basically the 15th it's round. Ridiculous. Unbelievable. It's ridiculous. And he's a, he's a great starter to have, which is why, again, there's no there's no reason why you have to go crazy to try and draft one of these top top quarterbacks. They're nice to have, but they're luxury items. They're sexy items where I prefer my guys to be really bottom of the barrel. Unless, of course, you're in Superflex, which. Yes. Well, that's, different. You, that's you a want. whole different ballgame. But yeah, like. You look you at want these. The, you, you want the Rolls Royce. You want you yeah. want the Rolls Royce. You don't want the uh, you don't want the seventy eight Solantra. Yeah, and like you look at where these quarterbacks went two years ago, or I guess it would be last year in drafts, and some of them didn't go in drafts. Like, I mean, Justin Fields went late, I think, in drafts. Daniel Jones, I don't think people were drafting necessarily, and you know there are always guys on the waiver wire that will you know, either have a breakout or um you know end up surprising you Geno Smith is another great example of that as well like who thought that Geno Smith was going to be you know uh have his uh career renaissance last year uh nobody and if they said that they did their line or their time travelers or their time travelers yeah yeah but yeah so with quarterback in non-superflex situations, with quarterbacks, it pays to wait. Yes. Yes, unless unless you're in some sort of um, keeper league where you have multiple picks and you can go in, you know, rounds three, round four, and you have a lo- an extra pick there and you want to go and get a quarterback there, fine, do it. Yeah, just don't do it at the expense of your team is basically what – the the thesis of what we're saying is correct correct but this has been it for the mock draft mini series and i sad to see it go oh i'm sure you are i'm sure you're very distraught about the mock draft the mock drafts going away thank god this isn't a video podcast because otherwise people would see me cry on air <laughs> now they can only hear you cry on air boohoo boohoo but uh, yeah, we'll talk to you either later this week or next week about more fantasy stuff. And in two weeks on Labor Day, we will be doing 
a draft, a, a real, a real, actual non-mock draft. Yeah, we will be. We will be. I'm this so week, excited. This week, we have two more shows that will be coming out. Jake and I will be doing uh, another top 10 list that will be coming out uh, later this week. And we might, depending on if we can get schedules to work, it's either going to happen this week or next week. Uh, ranking disputes are still uh, to happen. That is uh, on the menu. But if ranking disputes don't happen this week, then there will be another show uh, later in the week. All right. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of the Basic Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. You can find all episodes wherever you get your podcasts. For my co-host, Ed Birdsall, I'm Adam Caster. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.